Welcome to the Rebel Heart Coaching Podcast, where BSN registered nurse, integrative health practitioner, and board certified life coach Samantha Shatek teaches you how to go beyond managing your circumstances and start intentionally creating a life you love using her proven strategies. Hi, love. How are you today? I am just really excited about what's coming up. So I'm recording this podcast and actually the next podcast ahead of time because I am going with my partner's family on a trip to Ireland for two weeks. And I'm so excited for it. It's going to be amazing. So my partner's mom is 100% Irish and she's always wanted to go visit her homeland. So she's taking all of the siblings. There's three siblings and their spouses. And we are going on this epic trip together. And so I'm recording this a little bit early. And today I want to talk about the topic of not enough. And the reason that this came about is that I was at a women's circle recently and I happened to notice for some reason in this moment that a common theme coming up in this particular circle and especially on this day it seemed to be one of people sharing about some version of them not feeling like they are enough feeling not enough and this pattern of quote unquote not enough seemed to emerge and it was some version of it and that can look like a lot of different things but it was like not good enough, not smart enough, not sexy enough, not thin enough, not rich enough, not healed enough yet, not normal enough, not creative enough, not loved enough. And as I listened to everyone's words, and I listened actually beyond the words and into the core of what everyone was saying, it dawned on me, I noticed this pattern and I felt really sad. And I thought about how there's this core belief, and it seems to be true for most humans. And the core belief and the sadness that I was feeling comes from the knowing that, that I have in my life that it's never true that we're not enough. This may be hard for some of you to really feel like that's true. And that's okay. But from my perspective, we can always improve and we can always grow and we can take constructive criticism. But we're never not enough. Like we are simultaneously born divine beings and perfect the way we are. And also a work in progress. And we can reserve the right to be both at once. And that's that concept of duality, right? Of polar opposites, not really being so opposite and being the other side of the same coin. And so the sadness for me was coming from the fact that we never really see ourselves the way that we really are. And I feel like we add so much resistance and suffering to this divine flow 
and we just dim our own light so often. I mean, it's hard enough in the world sometimes if circumstances or other people are dimming our light or or trying to dim the light. But this added suffering that we inflict on ourselves with our own thoughts and beliefs about ourselves was really apparent on this day. And in that moment, I could just see this illusion so clearly, like it was unraveling right before me. It's almost as if I entered a slightly altered state momentarily, where I could really see through that veil of illusion that is otherwise on a regular daily basis, so convincing, and it feels so real at times to me, and I presume to many of us. And, you know, I'm no stranger to feeling not enough in all of its various forms and at various times in my life or in in various moments. And it just seems that most of us and most everyone struggles at times with these feelings or perceptions of, I'm not ready yet, or I'm not enough. Now, whether this be for a specific moment in your life, if you're being asked to do something, you know, really challenging or that's really putting you to the test, or whether that's maybe for a season, or maybe that's even a lifetime intermittently or constantly feeling not enough. It just seems that so much of our suffering comes from these deep core feelings of not feeling worthy or far enough along, or funny enough, or brave enough, or social enough, or just a general feeling of not adequate. And I personally think a lot of this comes from comparison, but also a lot of it comes from programming and cultural thinking gets passed down from generation to generation societal and cultural thinking and thoughts that the generation before thought gets passed down to us. And if we don't become consciously aware of stopping it, we will perpetuate those same thoughts to our friends and to our loved ones and then to our kids. This can look like so many different things and it looks like so many different potential ways that we talk to ourselves. But it's this feeling of like, we just didn't do enough, or we didn't say enough, or maybe we said too much, or we're not good enough parents because X, Y, Z, or just kind of feeling restless and like you're never going to measure up. It certainly doesn't mean, like I said before, that we don't evolve or grow or strive to improve. But what I think it does mean is that we can create more awareness around what we're thinking. It means that we can stop believing all of the thoughts and everything we think. We stop thinking that all of our thoughts are the truth because they're not. It means that we get to question our thoughts and our beliefs and we get to decide on purpose if it's something that helps us or harms us. But we have to put the time in. We have to figure out how to get more aware. And we have to do the practices. I suggest that we do the practices to help cultivate the awareness. And everybody is different. So that's not going to look the same for everybody. But if we're not aware, that's the first step. We have to get aware of some of these thoughts. It means that we can take action on the things that we feel called to do and the things that we feel aligned with, even 
if we are scared and even if we feel inadequate doing so. And it means that doing our best, but being okay with maybe doing B plus work and ditching that perfectionism mindset, because honestly, that doesn't exist. Improvement exists, but perfection does not. That is a made up, unattainable thing. And it just keeps us stuck and it keeps us from taking action and it keeps us from living our dreams and living lives that we want to be living. So it means that when we feel not enough, that it's normal and that nothing's gone wrong. It only means that you're a human. It is not a sign, my love, to stop loving yourself or stop making forward momentum on a project or a business or on a relationship you want to be in. Now, I'm not saying that there's not times that we shouldn't pause or take stock of where we're at and question, maybe you don't want to move forward. But what I'm talking about right now is those things that you want to be doing in life or that you get inspiration or nudges to do, or those things that are in your heart or soul that you don't do because you're afraid and you just don't feel like you're good enough and you're in comparison. I will guarantee you that nearly every successful person that you know that's famous or that's done anything great at all has had these feelings of not enoughness. And to be honest, probably most of them still have these feelings often of not enoughness at times, if not more frequently. I think the tendency is that for us to think and have the false illusion that anyone who is successful and has ever made it, whatever that means to you, I think the illusion is that we think that they don't deal with these emotion or, or beliefs because they're already rich or they're already famous or they're already awesome, but that is a total and complete bullshit lie. And in fact, if people have made it, they've often gotten there because they've had to work through those feelings of doubt and of not enoughness. And oftentimes they have more to prove because they are in the spotlight and they have more to live up to and more thoughts to deal with because they're in the public eye. And they probably, in most people's cases, not in everyone's, they're a soul who wants to continue to grow and strive as well. So they're always up against their own thoughts and beliefs and challenges for wherever they're at in their life. The difference is that typically these people have had to try to figure out how to turn the volume down on those thoughts, beliefs, and lies that sabotage them and hold them back. And they have most likely known how to turn the volume up on the thoughts that have made them feel good and the things that are true on the thoughts that are encouraging and uplifting and hopeful and inspiring. They probably know how to feel the fear and the doubt and the self-doubt, and they do it anyway. They just focus on the next thing, the next little task, the next step, the service, the present moment, on the connection, whatever it that is, 
But think about, there's so many people, I mean, there's so many people that we could talk about, but I'm just thinking about, I just watched that movie on Netflix, Air, about Michael Jordan. He had a lot of people saying that he's not good enough and that he wasn't going to make it. Not only did he have other people saying that, there was probably a part of him that was saying that to himself too, because hell, if everyone else is telling him that, why should he think anything else? But you know what? He listened to that voice inside of him that was hungry to win and to be the person that he could see on the inside of himself. And he not only didn't listen to other people, he didn't listen to the part of himself that maybe told him he wasn't enough. He listened to that vision. And what if he wouldn't have? We would never know this amazing basketball player and this amazing person. I mean, what if Oprah Winfrey, and I'm just using her because she's pretty much universally known, it could be really anyone, but what if Oprah let her story about her childhood and poverty and abuse prevent her from her calling? You know, I know a lot of people say this, and a lot of people talk about this, but I think it's worth noting here that the things that you think are preventing you from your goals and dreams and the things that make you feel not good enough are the actual things that are your gold, the things that create such strong and compelling futures and emotions for your life. Those are the things that are actually helping you and guiding you. It's those things in your life that you're embarrassed of, that you're ashamed of, that you feel has made you feel less than. Maybe you grew up in poverty. Maybe there was abuse. Maybe you had alcoholic parents. Who knows? I mean, there's a million scenarios. But what if those things are the things that is a gold ticket that you're sitting on to turn your story into something that can serve other people? And what if you don't have to tell yourself the same story about your past? What if you start telling a different story? What if you just choose to feel good enough, even though this thing happened to you? And because this thing happened to you, afterwards, after the circle was done, I really started thinking about the sentences that we're telling ourselves because after all, the thoughts that we think are what start the whole chain of that process of manifestation. And because we think about 60,000 thoughts a day, we'll never be able to be aware of every single thought, but we can just start with one or two at a time. And for most of us, these thoughts that we're thinking that are self-sabotaging and self-critical are pretty habitual and they're on autopilot so they're happening in the background without our, without our awareness. And that's why it's so crucial that we become aware. Many of these programmed or conditioned thoughts that we're thinking tend to sabotage us or make us feel like we're not enough. But conversely, what I also contemplated is what sentences tend to bring us more peace and hope and joy and forward momentum. So I was thinking about this during the circle. This all kind of came to me. And then afterwards, I asked a few of the women about this concept. And they kind of shared with me 
some sentences that they think in their mind, both that sabotage them and that help propel them forward. And I have kind of come up with a list that might contribute to both more of a positive self-concept and lead to more forward momentum or action versus the thoughts that might create more doubt and self-sabotage and that feeling of not enough and that resistance. And I'm just going to say this is by no means a complete list and your sentences that you think in your mind are going to be individualized to you. But there are some common sentences that I think we think collectively. And my list that I'm going to tell you is just an example of some common sentences that I think could help you as a good place to start, where you can start to identify some things that you're thinking and just get really real with yourself and really aware about like, what am I thinking about myself in those moments? And what thoughts are coming up? And writing them down and getting familiar with them and getting a little bit more aware. But then also conversely taking a minute to feel into what thoughts are actually serving me right now and focusing on those. And of course, we always have an opportunity to choose and turn the sentences that are sabotaging to us. We have an opportunity to turn those around. And so I'm just going to read you a list and it's a very short list off the top of my head combined with some things that my friends in that circle said that reminded me of things that we can be thinking or stop thinking in order to help us. So here are some sentences or thoughts that I think a lot of us might think that create more either suffering, resistance, And it's more of what I call or what we call a fixed mindset thinking versus a growth mindset. So I'm just going to read them to you and see if any of these resonate with you. And if it if it does, it's okay. It doesn't mean that we can't change it. But just listen, I can't fail because if I fail, I will do the following die, be made fun of or lose everything, etc. So basically saying something about how failure isn't an option, but in a way that doesn't allow for learning or growth. I'm too old. I'm too fat. I'm too disabled. It's too late for me. My time has passed. I don't know how. And I just want to pause for a minute. So many people will say, I don't know how, so I can't do it. But that is a horrible excuse. And it's hilarious to me because, of course, if you haven't did it, you don't know how. But you figure it out and you become vulnerable enough to be willing to be a beginner and to start and figure it out and make mistakes and maybe not know everything there is to know. So I don't know how is a a pretty common one. I don't have enough money. Okay, that seems real and convincing, but that's actually a limited belief that doesn't create or leave room for creative solutions in our mind and in our body and in our soul to create abundance or to create the opportunity to make more money. I don't have enough time. I'm depressed. I'm anxious. I'm not healed enough yet. And the last thing I had is comparison of any kind. It's the thief of joy. 
I know we hear this all the time, but because of social media and Instagrammable moments and our tendency to look at someone's life on Instagram or social media and think that they have it all figured out or all together or that they don't share the same problems or thoughts that we do. And it's really, really crushing. And it's sad because I feel like what a lot of people do, I see this with clients, I see this in general, is someone will compare themselves to someone else and they'll use it against themselves as a weapon. And instead of letting what someone else is doing or have inspire you and fuel you, you feel less than or not enough and you let it deflate you as if you can't have it too. But if someone else has done it, that should be proof enough that you can too. So comparison of any kind is such a resistance builder and it's completely deflating. She or he is, and I'm going to list all of the things in the ways that we could compare and I'm sure you can come up with your own, but she or he is more fit, more flexible, prettier, sexier, hotter, smarter, richer, has better skin, has a better house, has better kids, has a better family, is calmer, is funnier, etc., etc., etc. Comparison of any kind will never be good unless you use it to fuel you and inspire you. If you use it against yourself, it will create results that are not ideal. So those are just a few. Now I'm going to move on to sentences or thoughts that could create more hope, peace, and forward momentum and are typically more in that growth mindset arena rather than a fixed mindset. Growth mindset is a mindset where we keep learning and growing and fixed mindset is I have this belief, this is what I was, I'm going to believe and I'm never going to change my mind and I don't care what evidence is presented to me, I'm not open to it. So these are the sentences that you can create on purpose and there's a many more than this. But these are sentences that I think people who are successful or fight through the fear or the self-doubt or the not good enough feelings might say to their self, every perceived failure is an opportunity to learn and grow. And I want to credit my friend, Emily. Hey, Emily, who said, I like to think of a statement that she says that she calls failing forward. So that every failure fuels her forward momentum and her learning for the future, for her future self. So failing forward. Another one is, and this is a big one, life is happening for me, not to me or at me. So if you have the core sentence or belief that life is happening for me, that switches your whole perspective about things and circumstances that arise and how you deal with and cope with them. It's a completely different ball game. Just one sentence. Another good one. I am a creator of my life, not a manager of my circumstances. And here's what that means. It means that you believe that what you think has something to do with how your life turns out and that you 
understand that you can be intentional and purposeful and that circumstances will arise, but by thinking certain thoughts, it will help you deal with the circumstances, even the hardest of circumstances, the way you will deal with it will change. If you see yourself as simply reacting to life and managing your circumstances, you're always behind the eight ball. You're not deciding on purpose. You're letting life happen to you rather than having some intention around life. Now, that's not to say that just because you choose to believe that you're a creator of your life, that doesn't mean that hard and unexpected things won't happen. It means that you're seeing life as a creator rather than a victim to your circumstances and always just cleaning up messes and reacting and responding, you're ahead of the eight ball. You're creating, you're deciding, and yes, you're still responding, but you're responding from a place of empowerment, not of a victim. And then another belief to have is my beliefs are powerful. Even just believing that is so wild what that belief does. Try that on. Because if you believe that your thoughts and your beliefs are powerful, you're going to be more likely to focus on and be aware of what you're thinking. And you're going to believe that it can create real change in your life. And how will you know if it can change your life if you don't even try? Right? So I wanted to just get to that core statement. Beliefs are powerful. My beliefs are powerful. Okay? And there's a whole bunch of studies and uh, literature and information around um, the placebo effect and the, and the biology of belief with Bruce Lipton. And look into that if you want to uh, know more about it, because it's, it's really true. Our beliefs become our biology and who we are. And then another good one is, I'm not afraid to feel any feeling. And the worst that can happen to me is a feeling. And feelings are temporary and only last 90 seconds. I've talked about this a lot before, but think about how many times we avoid things or don't take opportunities because we're afraid of how we might feel. And think about how much our world would open up if we're not afraid to feel any feeling or sensation that comes our way. Even the worst of feelings, even shame, even failure, regret, all of those things that are really hard to feel, sadness, if we're not afraid to feel them, we're gonna, our life is going to open up. We're going to take on more opportunities, say yes to more things that feel unaligned, and do those things, both the little things and the big things that scare us, because the, the worst can, that can happen is a feeling, maybe a feeling of rejection or a feeling of not enoughness. But then you trust yourself to have the tools to work through those feelings and know that that's not really who you are. It's just a feeling that's passing through you. Another one is I'll figure it out because I'll figure it out is positive and it puts you again in this place of I don't really know right now, but I know that I can. It's it's this idea of you're looking at yourself as a capable, empowered being who will figure it out. Uh, I'm abundant. Even just saying I'm abundant, it's like it's putting trust in yourself and in God and in the universe just that you can create and that you can create circumstances and opportunities and 
that you are an abundant person and we live in an abundant place. Another good one is I choose my thoughts and my thoughts create my world. And what this does is it acknowledges that our thoughts are powerful and that you do have a choice and that your results will be reflected in intentional thinking. And another one similar to a couple that I've said is I can handle all of the things that come my way. I love that. And also I'm supported and loved and just saying that feels really good. It feels like the truth and it feels like it's helping with forward momentum and I am capable. And I know that that's really simplistic, but saying I am capable, it means that again, you're taking a stance and you're making a statement to yourself, to your body and to the universe that you're able and capable So here is what I want to encourage you to do. And I already touched on this a little. First, become aware of what negative thoughts that you might be telling yourself right now in your life or beliefs that you have always thought or that maybe you're thinking right now that are limiting you in some way. And I think it's really good to write them out and just take notice every day. And focusing on one negative thought at a time is really great so you don't get overwhelmed. If you do want to focus on more, that's fine, but just one at a time. And then I think the first step is awareness, but then when you get to a place where you keep noticing the negative thought, you can then start to, you know, go into creating more of a positive thought to replace it. That's going to create a better result and a better feeling and be more powerful for you. The second thing is to just acknowledge the positive thoughts you are already having and keeping your authentically positive self-talk that makes you feel good. Keep it alive, you know, creating more positive statements in your life and then finding a way to really authentically believe them until you see the results. So, you know, it, you know, we're so quick to notice what isn't working and what negative thoughts we're having, but what positive beliefs do you already have about yourself? What sentences in your mind or thoughts are you already having naturally that you can really build on? So I think just acknowledging those is really important. And then third, really start paying attention to how you feel because here's the deal. Feeling good is the point. And I'm not talking about a kind of feeling good that's hedonistic and selfish, but going towards sentences and thoughts in your own mind and people and situations that make you feel good in your body and in your heart, right? We complicate things, but we are feeling, sensing beings and our bodies and our hearts will tell us everything we need to know. We get complicated and we get analytical. And I'm not saying that's always bad. We need our brain to think. But when it comes to our feelings, if we go towards things that feel expansive or feel good to us and feel in alignment, and we get to understand in our own bodies what that feels like, that is such a good indicator for us. You know, and I really, if you know me at all, and you've been listening to this podcast, with me in different episodes, you know that I'm a fan of really feeling all of your feelings and letting your body process them. But 
we don't want to stay, in my opinion, stuck in those feelings for long. We don't want to stay stuck in the lower vibrational emotions. We want to process them and move through. We don't want to stay attached to them, but also we don't want to ignore them because then they have more power over us. So my encouragement is for you to choose your thoughts more kindly to yourself and more wisely. Because remember, we did the podcast episode last week about faith versus fear and words have vibrations and those vibrations create our feelings and sensations and that'll either propel us into action or it'll prevent us from action and it'll eventually create the results in our life for better or worse and the truth is is that some thoughts and words truly have the vibration of love And then there's words that don't. And that's the best way to simplify it. And it's not that if we feel depressed or angry or ashamed, we can feel all those emotions. That's human. And there's times where we want to feel sad. It's appropriate to feel sad. But when we stay stuck there, it creates disease in our body and it does not create results in our life. We are here on this earth to grow, to evolve, to play, and to love. So that's the reason we're doing any of this, right? So I hope that you can really be aware of your emotions that are holding you back, but do so with a kindness and love for yourself like you would a good friend, or a family member, or someone you really care about. Don't beat yourself up. Don't judge yourself. We all have negative programming. We all have beliefs that don't serve us. It's a matter of going through the process and shining a light of awareness one at a time so that you can create more peace in your body, in your mind, and then externally in your world. Everything changes when you change. If you don't change, nothing will change. But it starts from the, from the inside. This is the stuff. This is how we do it. And I'm doing it right along with you every day. And some days are better than others. And I just want to say thank you. I really say it every time, but I really appreciate your listening ear, your open heart, And I really, really appreciate you and love you and want to let you know that if no one's told you today, you are enough and you're more than enough. And hey, I also want to invite you to join me for my six-month coaching program. I'll work with just you one-on-one and I'm going to help you get the results that I know you can get. I promise your life will be different. Go to www.rebelheartcoaching.com to sign up for a consult today. I'll see you inside.